Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian and this is very cool. This is a little bit different for the show so I'm excited to be able to do this again. So on the phone or I guess I should say on Zoom right now, I've got Cody and Chris of Theoria Records. Guys, I'll start with Cody. How are you doing tonight? Doing great. Thanks uh, for having us. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely, man. And what about yourself, Chris? How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah. Uh, you know, busy day, but it's good to be able to unwind with some good conversation. There we go. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I think in general conversation, I think it's good to find out how people are doing and what you've been up to. So, Chris, what's the busy day? Um, let's see. Where should I start? <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to the label, which I'm sure we'll get into, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I have my hands in a lot of different pots, so to speak. So uh, one, my uh, my my band that I play in Salzburg and we uh, head down to Rockville tomorrow. We have yeah. a 15 hour drive. So there had some uh, last minute van fixes today <laughs> and of uh, course, of have, course. I have a, I have a four year old who I just had to put to bed. So, you know, just a few different things. <laughs> there you go. Very nice. Yeah. Cody, what about yourself? I just uh, have my day job and then um, been writing with uh scent like wolves a mm -hmm. lot lately. So I just kind of had a little writing session with them and then uh, did a little bit of label stuff. And here we are now. It's a good way to top the night off. Very cool. Now, I think people obviously know we're recording this very early because this is probably going to come out maybe like end of November, kind of December-ish time frame. So one of the things I definitely wanted to hit on was, Chris, I knew you were going to Rockville. What is that? Mm -hmm. I, I know you've kind of done a small tour leading up to this. What is a festival like that going to be like for you, I guess, after having so much time off due to COVID? Um. Yeah, I think there'll be a little bit of nerves, um, you know, and, and soft spoken, we've, we haven't yet played a festival to the the scale of what we assume this is going to be. Sure. Um, I have once in my history of being a musician, like 12 years ago, played a pretty big festival. Um, but I definitely think having, uh, having this little run that we just went on to get the cobwebs off was super great. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, day one, like every technical problem that could have happened, happened. Of course. So, but by, sure. but by day three, you know, we were locked in. So nice. So yeah, I think it, it was a good idea. <laughs> no, very cool. Now, are there any, and I mean, these are very cliche, but I think you kind of have to go over them with how the landscape is really changed now for a festival like this. Are there any major health things that you have to go through? Are there any specific rules based on it being a festival? Um, I know, you know, they have, uh, of course their own like kind of COVID policies, um, that, uh, Danny Wimmer presents that, you know, the promotion company running the festival has, uh, which are based on Florida, this, you know, the local government rules and stuff. Sure. Um, you know, we have to have, uh, there's certain rules in regards to the vaccination or negative tests and all that kind of thing. Um, but outside of that, just personal health, you know, uh, you always hear to be well hydrated and well rested because it's long days and sure. Temperature change for us also. Oh, yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Now, where are you located right now, Chris? Uh, I live in Kentucky, um, but I'm actually about 30 minutes south of Ohio. So Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, Close yeah, to that... Cincinnati. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm relatively familiar with the area. I've been down for business in Kentucky, and at the time, my parents actually lived in Cincinnati. So it was very okay, easy cool. to go up and visit You know, during that mm. trip and everything. Now, Cody, you're in PA, correct? Yep, I'm uh, like right outside of Reading, PA. Uh, people probably know Philadelphia better. Okay. Pretty close to there. That makes sense. 
Now, for you guys getting together and actually having these conversations, obviously, during COVID, everyone had to talk via Zoom, like we're talking teams, all that kind of stuff. Was that easier for you guys to communicate? Did you find you had actually more time to get together and talk about things? Or has it been a strain on Theoria and everything else that you're doing? Um, for me, I, I think it, like COVID definitely made it easier, I guess, just because I never really used Zoom and stuff prior to that to get in touch with people. <laughs> so I guess it just kind of forced me to do that more. And then it also uh, kind of made a bunch of different creative outlets kind of form that year, just mm-hmm. And one of which is just Chris and I getting together to make this label and our other band, the difference between just a lot of me trying to pass the time and kind of keep sane when everything was going nuts. We couldn't play shows. Right. Right. Uh, But so, yeah, I guess it did help a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Did you feel so you definitely felt the same way, Chris? Yeah. And I would definitely say like, um, you know, especially since our our like, uh, quote unquote, main bands uh, sent and uh, I call it like we're sent. It's my oh, name, but, <laughs> uh, and Salzburg and, you know, weren't touring or really doing a whole lot, uh, other than just writing. So mm-hmm. it gave us more downtime to kind of focus our, our energies into other things to kind of really get the backbone and the foundation set, which I think was really beneficial. Very nice. You know, obviously this is going to be a conversation, but I definitely have some questions for you. And since I know you guys from the past and I know what you guys are about. I know that you can kind of handle these questions. And I think, like I said, I think we talked before and I think it'll set you guys apart a little bit. And really, I think one of the main questions right out of the gate is that you created this company. Obviously, you guys have a ton of experience, you know, between A&R and and, and management groups and everything that you've done being bands. But in 2021, to make a label during a time where a lot of people have really been very DIY just because of COVID and everything going along. Why did you guys decide that this was the right time to do a venture like this? It's a good question. You can go ahead, Cody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Well, just something I always wanted to do ever since I really got into music at all as like a teenager was create a record label. It was kind of a dream of mine. And uh, I was, was, been an A&R for a couple different labels. Uh, I started with CI Records sure. based out of Lancaster. And then I was an A&R. For, I was actually the label director of CI Records. So I was doing all sorts of crazy stuff there. And then um, when I left there, I went to be an A&R for uh, Weird Triumphant. Right. And then uh, actually it's Greg, uh, Greg Long and Weird Triumphant who actually gave a foot in the door for Chris and I to start Theoria because we're actually an imprint label of them right, and right. The Orchard. Um, so I guess it all... Yeah, it definitely wasn't the ideal time to do it, I guess. But um, <laughs> I don't know, I guess just like COVID really forced a, a lot of, of change in, in me and uh, a lot of creative outlets, like I said, and a lot of different like energy I could put places. And uh, it just all aligned perfectly where the order was created and Greg gave us a really good opportunity with it. Um, I mean, Chris and I have always kind of talked back and forth about this for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and it was about like six, seven months in the making before we finally actually launched it and now we have a pretty big roster now for yeah. a small label and pretty stoked on how everything's going. Definitely been a journey. <laughs> right, right. And by yeah. the way, and I'll follow up with you, Chris, in a second. But just so yeah. you, you know, I went to the website. I know some of these bands, but let me let me read them off. So you have, I believe you you pronounce it Aluxus, if I'm not mistaken, right? Aluxus. Aluxus. See, now, yeah. I, I love how 
the first band and the last band is a band that I always fuck up saying. So <laughs> we'll go. So Alucius is that okay? Yeah. Alucius. Then we have Colony Collapse, Dead Days, The Difference Between, If Not for Me, Poltergeist. I'm gonna say Rant, even though I want to say Revent. It's Revenant. Revenant, son of a bitch. Yeah. Ugh. All right, well, it's <laughs> a hard one. Now, because I've had the guys on the show, I know you say the next band, Seforcer. Yeah. There we go. Okay. I, I feel better about myself. So, Revenant. Okay. Revenant, yeah. I got to be honest. I hate when bands do the upside down consonant. I fucking yeah. hate it. I know why they do it. <laughs> I know it makes sense, you know, for searching in Spotify and all that kind of stuff. But man, I, I just can't. Sorry, that's my own little tangent. But <laughs> No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Chris. But that, that's the roster, and that's a really damn good roster right there. Thank you. Um, so yeah, for me, uh, I mean, Cody pretty much had the same things to say that I would say, but... Uh, <laughs> <Going first. laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I let you go first. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, like, um, I just... I'm trying to think if I can say anything else that's meaningful. If not, I guess, no, you know, I, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like ever since I, when I first got into like, decided I wanted to get into management initially uh, a few years ago, mm-hmm. you know, my long-term goal, or even actually when I decided to start Softspoken, uh, you know, I was living in Japan at the time and decided like I was studying the industry a lot and learning a lot of things. And I was like, I need to move back to the States to really get into this like I want to. And, and my goal at that time was to start a band that I could build up to get myself into the industry to eventually start a label was kind oh. of the long-term goal. Um, and, and luckily, you know, like soft spoken is not the biggest band. I'm not the biggest manager in theory is a small label, but I've been able to progressively build all of those things over time. Um, so for me, it's like, I don't, I don't really worry about timing so much as just like, it feels right. And Cody and I are both passionate about it now. So why not just go right. for it? Yeah. Kind of how I felt. No, it, it absolutely makes sense. And I am surprised to hear that both of you really from the very beginning wanted this idea of a label, wanted to I, I think the the strange thing is maybe I come from an outside perspective and I, I but I do think other bands have this too, and I think some people in the music industry have this. It's almost like you guys you want to be the enemy. In a way, you know what I mean? People, <laughs> people look at labels a lot of times in a very negative light. So for you guys sure, who yeah. decided, yeah, you want to do this. I mean, did you guys, did that run through your heads when you were deciding? Chris, I'll start with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it did. Still does all the time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the impetus behind us deciding to, to do it was the fact that we've both had kind of bad experiences with labels in the past or you know, maybe not necessarily labels, but agents or whoever. Sure. Uh, and, and there's, there's just like in any industry, but you know, in music, there are a lot of people who are just out there for themselves and, you know, fuck you work. I'm going to do what I want for me kind of thing. Uh, and, and that was really kind of, you know, I think our, our vision for the label is like, yeah, we're, we're a label in the traditional sense, but also like, we want you to be part of like our family or our, our group, you mm-hmm. know, like we want to, we want to help you and build you kind of thing. So, so we're not the bad guy unless we have to be. <laughs> right, right. I think you. I would. I would assume, Cody, you have a similar thought. I think you have to walk that very thin line between pushing somebody and letting them push you. Would that be correct? Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, especially like Chris and I have a unique thing with making a label because we're also we've been in bands for 
over a decade, you know, so we have the empathy that, that we need to have for bands, you know? <laughs> uh, so it, uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. There. Sorry, <laughs> Chris pretty much took my uh, my words out of my mouth with that one. But um, yeah. yeah, we have we have the empathy from the band side of it, and we just want to display that with our label. And um, I, the label doesn't have to be the bad guy. I mean, all the time I think to myself, like, uh, I hope nobody hates me, or hope that like somebody doesn't get upset with what we were able to do with them. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I, I I try not to have that just because I know, like, deep down, Chris and I are really good hearted with all this stuff. Uh, we come from a good place with it just because we know what we would want our bands to go through and we've experienced some really bad things. So we try to do everything we can to help grow and build our bands. Absolutely. Now, you know, you don't have to go into necessarily past experiences, obviously, but what is something that you told yourselves that you would never do to a band? Being a label, being able to help people grow you know, and, and whatever that means, going off to a bigger label later. Because I remember talking to Greg about this when he's been on the show before. And he specifically said, they are, We Are Triumphant is a growing label that allows bands to come through and then go on to larger labels later. That's, that's what they do. So yeah. for yourselves, what would you never do to a band to stifle that kind of growth, something that maybe happened to you in the past or something that you just set out and you said, I will never, ever do this. <laughs> My biggest thing is transparency. And that's something that yes. you really yes. do not find ever in the music industry from at least my experience. Uh, so we try to do everything we can to be fully transparent with all of our artists, just because I know I've gone into some weird deals just because I didn't understand what I was getting into. Right. So even our like, con like our, even our contract, it's basically is like transparent and straightforward as can be while still like holding legality. Mm -hmm. So that's something. And we're just always there for, for our bands too. Like I'm, I'm, I've already been working with different managers or, label reps where it's just like impossible to get a hold of them on stuff. And right. it almost makes it feel like they don't care about your product at all. So like, I guess something I would never want Chris and I to display or have make our, make our bands feel is that we don't care about their product, like, or that they are just like a product to us, you know, like we like right. want to grow with them and we want to help them. And overall, like we, like Chris said before, it's like, it's like a family. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. we just try to instill that value and, um, yeah, just to support everybody we can. Yeah. No, I, I like, I really like the term transparency. I think not only does that, you know, does that work so well in labels, but just in everyday life, being able to be upfront with people and not hide things and really, you know, it is, transparency is being upfront with people. It's not hiding things, it's being open. So yeah, I, I really enjoy that. Chris, I, I'm assuming you're along the same lines, but anything else major that you kind of set out and said, I definitely never want to do something like this, or this is something I really want to do? Yeah, definitely. I mean, transparency was the first word that popped in my mind. Um, but also, <laughs> also for me, it's kind of like partnership. Sure. So rather than me being a suit or some big wig, like telling a band what to do, it's like, I, I'm, I'm one of you kind of is, is my mindset, uh, which we kind of touched on, but it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not telling you what to do and you're not my underling, but I'm part of your team. And, you know, if you think I'm wrong, you call me out and let's work through it together. You know, let's learn together is kind of how I wanted to approach it. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely something that people are going to be happy about to back 
the bands properly and to give them confidence and everything is obviously very important. So to work off of that then, so if you truly believe in a band, you guys are family, it's someone that you really want to work with and you feel like they're really going to hit. But obviously we we work in a very small scene. You like to say like, oh man, so many people must be listening. But a lot of times when you look around, there are so many bands that you think are huge, but they're really not compared to the huge entirety that is music, right? We, we're very right. niche or niche, however sure. you want to say it. So my question to you, Cody, we'll start with you on this one. Right. If you had that band that you really believed in, how far would you follow them? How much would you want to push them? Like, how far are you willing to go to see if this band is going to, quote unquote, make it? Well, uh, like the kind of a cop out answer a little bit, but <laughs> ultimately, I can only go as far as the band is willing to put in in themselves. Like a label is just a tool almost for bands to grow bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, like it's sure. like a partnership, you know, so like if a if a band's really incredible, but they have no drive at all, or they just have one member, a lot of times you'll you'll find that there's only like one member really driving a whole band. Oh, sure. So, yeah, yeah. You wonder like if you, if all like normally four or five guys in a band, uh, if all four or five of you were to put this amount of effort in, you guys would blow up, you know, you'd be huge or if, or sometimes it's a financial constraint, like constraint. Um, so unfortunately if like a band's really great, but they don't have the money to put any effort into themselves, they can only go so far. And I mean, the label can only put as, a certain amount of funds in as well, you know? Right. <laughs> so, but, so you kind of need uh, so to get a band really going, you know, you need both of you to be aligning perfectly and working and putting as much effort as you can together. And a lot of that comes internally from the band. So I would really, I, I Chris and I are, would put in as, as much as we can and to have any band be able to do that as well. It would really be able to make them grow. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you guys have so many very talented bands on the roster already. So let's go with you on this, Chris. I, I won't ask you the same exact question on that, just because I think you guys are on the same page on a lot of stuff. Uh, but feel yeah. free, obviously, to add in anything you want to. But just to sure. follow up that as well, with the talented bands that you have on the roster and then bands that you might be looking at coming in, you know, when Cody talks about one band member sometimes, and I've seen it, believe me, plenty of times on the on the 10 plus years of doing the show, you have this kind of sixth sense of who in the band is the person to talk to, who is going to be that leader. Is that something that you guys can tell very easily? And is it something you talk to the bands about and say, if you can tell, even without talking to the band, this is the one guy that does everything, or this is two guys, or this is a full band. Can you tell that? And then do you have that conversation with them that they can change things if people, you know, would put them whole, put, uh, wow, would put them whole, would put their whole selves into it. Wow, I finally got it out. I hope you understand my question there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it definitely, you know, the first step is kind of having that conversation. Um, and, Definitely, I think. I mean, I'm that guy in my band, you know, uh, and soft spoken, sure. so it, it's easy for me to recognize that in, in others and see kind of who's the to go guy. But I, but I also think, like, I agree with Cody that everybody putting in effort is important. But I also think that it it's equally important to have that guy in the band and for everyone to understand what their role is, because because right. not everyone can be the leader of a band in that sense. You know, you Very might true. just need to be the 
you might need to be the guy that does socials and this might need to be the guy that writes everything you know like you don't all necessarily have to have an equal divide but in terms of like everybody doing everything but uh so i think it's you know that is a conversation that we have with, with some of the bands especially you know some of the smaller bands on the label um i mean and relatively most of the bands on the label are smaller quote unquote sure. like developing artists um so you know it's it's something that we try to coach them on in a sense like you know you guys could do this better or you know hey like we're putting we have this budget for you but if you guys also have your own budget and can match us like we can double what we're doing kind of thing sure uh, so we, we definitely try to like guide them in that sense of of uh how they can improve right so then let's work off of that and we can probably split this between the two of you but we'll start with cody first so obviously the way you guys are talking i think that leads me into the question of so then when you have a band that you're working with what are the most important things that they can do i think that probably falls a lot on social media stuff like that but for you guys personally when you're looking for a band what are those you know, you can say five things, you can say whatever, but just what are those most important things or traits that you're actually looking for? Um, overall, they got to be able to engage their fans like that. Like you want comments. Uh, you don't want to just be like, hey, check out the song. You know, you want to just be trying to figure out like a way to like create like what, what, what your niche is and your like in your fan base, you know, sure. and how to target that. And so. Anytime we find a band like that, he's just like really crushing it on social media already. They're really easy to coach things. We can kind of steer them with different marketing techniques and other stuff, and like different press techniques to, mm-hmm. to expand on that. Um, so we definitely look on that. Um, again, with social media, I like to make sure that they're posting regularly. Um, if it's really hard, once once any social media or even a, just any band in general becomes stagnant in any sense, it's really hard to reignite that that uh the algorithms and get that sure. organic engagement again. Um, so really want to make sure they're, they're posting. Um, and ultimately I'm just a, a sucker. If I, I just really love the sound of a band and like the I'm, I'm really into production. So mm-hmm. if I'm blown away by uh, the production and the sound of a band, I'll almost I figure we can kind of teach some more of those soft skills, you know? Sure. Now, are you guys able to help? with that production as well like let's say the band's going into their next single album whatever it happens to be are you guys in there working with the band as well not not necessarily in there uh we do have like comments that we've made to a couple of artists who will have uh you know like a song that has like maybe a longer intro Mm -hmm. and you know just keeping spotify in mind you want to kind of cut to the chase quicker rather than later so we'll kind of give those little tidbits of like hey maybe split this off into a separate track uh, just from the business side, you know, um, but we haven't really sat in with any of the bands. Oh, sure. No, that makes sense. Now, what about yourself, Chris? I'm assuming we, we know social media is very big. Obviously, Cody mentioned that. What would be another really important thing that you need from a band to like keep that relationship going, knowing that they're going to be going somewhere? Um, for me, it's kind of like, in addition to what Cody said, just kind of having ambition and, uh, kind of like a a sense of independence in a way. So like not relying on us to tell them everything to do, but kind of taking that initiative, I guess would be a better word to like learn more about those kind of things themselves and try different things out. Um, You know, because we're not like overly strict or restrictive about what a band can do or post or any of that kind of stuff. So as long as a band is hungry and trying to learn, I mean, that's what Cody and I are doing every day too. We're trying to learn new things, see what works, see what doesn't. Um, I think that's really important, you know, keep pushing the envelope and 
find a new way to break through the noise. Sure. I, I maybe this is a personal question for me that I that I have to know. But have you talked to them or any of the bands? Have you talked to them about how to do podcasts, how to do interviews, things <laughs> like that? I just that's my own personal thing. I would just love to know that. Honestly, yeah, a little bit. Um, something our we Chris and I really try to do for all our bands is get them as much press as we can because a lot of they are smaller developing bands in the grand scheme of things. Um, like we're a brand new label, but sure. um, ultimately that that's going to help grow them a lot by having a lot of press and their name out there and having like being able to search their name and find a bunch of stuff on the internet about them. Um, so by doing so, we try I try to coach them a little bit on like just best practices, um, like show it up on time, um, sure. <laughs> put it, put it in their calendar. Um, <laughs> just how to defuse bad comments on the internet without like getting into fights. Like oh, I, I hate one. when I see yeah. bands fighting with somebody on the internet who's just sitting back, trolling the shit out of them, right. laughing at them because it just yep. made, makes, it makes them look bad. Um, so it's we, Chris, uh, Chris and I are pretty good at, uh, replying the negativity pretty well. And, uh, we try to teach our bands that cause it's a very strong asset to have. Um, but yeah, um, They've all been doing really well with the press we've been getting them, and uh, you can podcasts are kind of awkward. Like, <laughs> like I've definitely been through some pretty pretty awkward podcasts. Oh, sure. uh, I love talking to you, but <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, for sure, not to talk about you. But yeah, <laughs> you've always, been, but um, yeah, I've definitely been through some rough ones, and you just gotta get, you just gotta go through them to get better at them. So I right. mean. Can I ask you a question? Do you have any like no, <laughs> things no, that you, you hate about? <laughs> I'm interviewing you now, Ian. <laughs> oh, I'm on the hot seat. All right, go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> what What is your like biggest pet peeve that bands do on podcasts? So I'll be, I'm a little bit different, obviously, because I've been doing this for so long, but I can sniff out when someone's being fake. Okay. That's, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Like a lot of yeah. times I think the issue is, that I know it's it's funny because I've talked to both of you for so many years. Like I know a lot about you guys, and I think there's a comfortability between us. Mm -hmm. But I think that in most cases, a label is going to tell a band, "Hey, stick to stick to the script, basically the quote unquote script, which is plug the music, talk about how happy you are with this or what you're looking forward to in that. Make sure that you get the socials plug. You know, it's all about." plugging and talking about your music what is tough for me is when i want to have more of a conversation with somebody and you wouldn't believe the amount of bands that really don't know how to talk they you okay. know they're, yeah they're doing like the, see that yeah they're doing and i'm obviously not talking about you guys it's one of those things where <laughs> there are there are people with sound bites you know what i mean and they're yeah. not expecting to have a conversation they're not expecting the person to know about them or to truly already like their music mm -hmm. and some of that does come from very very poor podcasts there are many many as you guys know there are many podcasts that don't know what they're doing and they're as new or as unexperienced as people who are starting bands might be so they don't know how to lead a conversation they don't know how to ask you know, proper questions. If I come on here and I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm pretty sure you guys play in your own bands. What bands do you play for? And I had no idea. Like that completely changes the mood of the conversation itself. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So that, that would be my main thing is if I know someone isn't willing to have, and I can, I can 
besides you guys who I've talked to before, add in a band like Seforcer. That was such a fun conversation that I had with those guys. And you can tell what their personality is. And what I love so much about doing this is matching someone's personality with their music. So when someone hears their music, they feel what that band is actually like. And I really, really take pride in that. And I love that. So my main thing for people would be to be yourself. And that's not saying, believe me, and I'm sorry, I'm rambling here a little bit. But that's great. (laughs) It's one of those things where I don't expect you to come on and start bad mouthing a band or bad mouthing your label or any of that kind of stuff. If you want to have a real conversation about something, then that's completely fine, of course. But I'm not going to also lead you into that conversation because I don't want you to look bad either. I'm not here for clickbait. I'm not going to ask you to say, hey, what's that band that you think is really ripping you off? Like, I don't want want a band to be led into that. We can talk about that off air for sure. And I'll never tell those secrets. But on the show, I want you to be genuine. I want that. Uh, see, I, now I'm fucking up. But I, I want that <laughs> genuineness to come across to people. I think that's the main thing. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's great. That's a great answer. Thank you. See, I, I should been, be on the You've been practicing. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've been I think you've been practicing your questions. I think I, I, I like that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's a I think that's a big thing. So when it comes to social medias and you talk about you know, training people and kind of going over. I really like that idea of being non-confrontational or being able to quell a situation for sure. When did you guys figure out yourselves that that was so important? And we'll, we'll start with you, Chris. Um, I've just kind of always been that way, to be honest. Um, you know, even uh, my band, Soft Spoken, like that comes from a, a story in my life where that word comes from and right. like why that's the band name. And I've just you know, never really seen the point. Like there's no progress to be made in being confrontational in that sense. Whereas if you can find a way to meet common ground with someone, uh, who's, you know, trolling or whatever, then you have a chance to convert that person. Sure. Or if you see, or if you see that there is no chance of that, then it's really not worth your time wasting, like wasting your time on that person. Cause there's so many other people, you know? Right. Um, so that's just kind of how I've always been. Yeah. Ever since I was in a band when I was 17, you know, I just kind of, it's not worth my time, really. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Cody, you on the same line as that? Yeah, overall, just kind of makes you look weak. And I just kind of know how like trolls are on the internet, and you're just aiding them. Like they they want that to happen. So <laughs> if you don't do that, it, it just, you kind of win every time. Sure. No, that's very true. But what do you guys think about the whole you know controversy gets clicks, getting that attention across as well? Because you know labels have done that very well in the past. There are plenty of labels that we could mention right now that people know specifically from incidences that they've had with bands as well. How do you guys kind of balance that out? Um, yeah, you definitely, it, conflict does get clicks, but it can also backfire in your image a lot. And like, I know for us, I, I know we don't really want any of our artists to be known for for kind of getting famous because of a controversy, you know? Right. It's kind of like, backwards of making music you know i don't know um at least for what a lot and I, I feel like a lot of our bands would feel the same as well yeah they want to they'd rather people get re- they'd rather get re- recognition from how cool their music is than just like some beef they had 
on the internet or I don't know. But that's just always how I've been. But you're right. I've seen a lot of bands blow up from just uh, controversy, but I will always regard them when I hear, oh, yeah, that's the band that <laughs> this happened with. You know, it's like, it's not about, oh, that band's really badass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that makes that's sense. kind of my straight, <laughs> straightforward answer about it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's good. So, like, honestly, the reason, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you guys on the show, besides having huge respect for what you've done in your careers and actually legitimately Thanks. liking your bands, is that I really want people to hear this. And it's almost like what I said with the matching your personalities with your music. I want to match your personalities with the label. And I want people to realize that they can trust you or not trust you, depending on how they feel about you know what you guys are talking about. Because it is, in 2021 especially, it is so incredibly important to have people around you that are going to help you that are going to have your backs and not try to rob you blind, you know, and take advantage of, you know, quote unquote, smaller bands. So to have an outlet, to have a new record label that is going to be able to help bands out and be trustworthy is so incredibly important to so many developing bands. Yeah, I agree. And sorry, there's no question there. That was just a yeah. statement. But it does go into something that I wanted to mention, which is, and I, I wrote it down here, you've got kind of your, uh, how do I want to say it? It's almost your your synopsis of your, of your label or your tagline of yeah. your label for Theoria. Having passion for what you do, integrity in how you do it, creativity in overcoming obstacles, and humility in success. And I've had some business training. I'm not a business person. I'm a chemical engineer, but I've certainly been up high in the corporate ranks before. And I know it's tough to come up with this kind of saying that that will kind of keep you separated from other people, but it's not necessarily like a, a slogan, but it's it's almost like a mission statement. So Chris, let's start with you and, and maybe Cody will add in some things afterwards, but did you guys sit down and decide on this or did this come just, you know, naturally based on what your personalities are? Yeah. So that, um, the kind of the name actually Theoria in, in that, uh, mission statement, if you will, uh, was all kind of an idea I had. Um, like, so when I initially got started in management, my, before I joined 307, which is the agency I'm with now, oh, right, uh, sure. my, my, my management group was called Theoria management. Mm -hmm. Um, and the thinking behind it, I had, you know, I had actually taken some classes with uh, Mike Mallory, who's, you know, a manager, manages Ice Nine Kills, among right, right. other bands. And, you know, like in his class, he, one of the things he said that really stuck with me, it was like his job is, isn't just to find, like help a band find success, but to help them define what that is, like what it takes to get there. Sure. And, uh, and so in my mind, you know, like you see posts about people posting about numbers or dollar signs or whatever. And it's like, that's not necessarily what success is for everybody. And to me, I just was thinking internally, like, you know, what's success to me? Like what, what kind of traits would lead to success in, in my personal life, in my business life. And, and those were the four that kind of came to my mind, like things that I'm proud to have myself, but um, also things that I look in when I'm trying to work with someone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that's kind of, you know, my theory, which is where Theoria comes from, is is like that's that's what I think is important to do well in whatever you do. Right. Very nice. Well put. 
What about yeah. yourself, Cody? Is that along the same lines? Yeah, honestly, I'm just going <laughs> to like Matt B. Chris said it perfectly. I mean, uh, he wrote it, so I'm just going to muddy up the waters if I try to, <laughs> if I try to top that. <laughs> I uh, full-heartedly agree, though, with everything uh, Chris said, though. And mm-hmm. uh, I, as soon as I saw just the four words, passion, integrity, creativity, and humility, I was just like, that's fantastic. Uh, that's exactly what I want behind this label. Now, is there is there a way you think you can actually teach those whole processes or, or those ideals? Do you think you can teach those to people or do you think it's something you have to find in them before you would take them on the roster? That's a good question. Uh, I, I personally would say it's a mix of both. I would say passion has to be there. Sure. Um, integrity, you know, maybe also has to be there. Humility, I think you could you could kind of guide someone, but it requires a situation to happen to use as a teaching experience, in my sure. opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, like a bad comment or or whatever. Uh, so yeah, I, mostly I would say that's stuff I look for in bands. Like when we're scouting bands, mm-hmm. those are things I look for from the get go. Nice, Cody. Same thing. Yeah, basically, and. Um, uh, Sorry if you hear that knock in my refrigerator's <laughs> broken, but okay. <laughs> that like, is going to come through. By the way, that is the craziest refrigerator noise ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad right now. I hate it. I got to get it fixed. But uh... <laughs> now, by the way, can I? Terrible. <laughs> a tangent. A tangent because I just had. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just had to get a new refrigerator for the rental that I'm in right now. Um, just so you know, it is ridiculously difficult right now to get any large appliances. So you oh, might great. be fucked. <laughs> like it, it's it was a month. It was months long waits. So if you think your refrigerator is going to die, you need to get in stores now. Because if you wait for it to die and then get it, you're gonna it's lose terrible. fucking everything. Unfortunately, well, I'm sorry for I laughing. Rent, I just so it's okay. Yeah, it's, it was a random thing that happened there. Um, gotcha. I rent, so I'm going to make it my landlord's problem. So hopefully they can fix it. I hope so too. Yes. I I Uh, don't know. Well, that it was my landlord's problem too, but they made it my problem. Oh shit. Okay. Well, hopefully we won't be barking down that street. (laughs) Sorry for the Um, tangent, but go ahead. No, no, you're good. Yeah. I mean, uh, my refrigerator distracted us, but uh, I think I I was going to say something along along the lines of you can kind of coach some of the stuff, like Chris said, through experiences and, uh, how you deal with some of those uh, situations personally, you know, some of those experiences personally. And a lot of which I've learned, I've grown a lot just by becoming mature enough to almost like learn from failure and like embrace failure. Sure. Like uh, some of my biggest life learning lessons and growing from a musician and and, and anything I'm doing was just like, crashing and burning and never wanting to feel that way again just like as a promoter just like having terrible shows just driving home like losing like a thousand dollars just thinking of all the things i could have done differently and stuff and but as negative as those are and how bad they are in the moment like you have to embrace them because they're ultimately going to uplift you to never experience that again if it's something you're actually passionate about you'll be able to grow from it and find different creative ways to never make that happen again right Right. But. No, that's both of you guys put that's well put for sure. Now, now how I, I think if I'm not mistaken, you guys technically, is it six or seven months old somewhere around there? Uh, we started in um, beginning of June. Yeah. So what would that be like? 
Yeah, you're five, almost yeah, like five yeah, months or so. Yeah, you're about there, which is, I mean, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely crazy, and especially to have the type of roster you have and to be kind of navigating through COVID, the pandemic, how you guys are going to, you know, how do you help bands tour now? All that kind of stuff is going to be coming up for you, especially, especially now. But the question is, you know, the music industry kind of slows down, you know, going into that November-ish, December type time period is there anything that you guys have set goal wise for yourselves or for your bands for your roster that you guys want to have ready for the beginning of next year let's say well uh something big we've been uh, working on getting all of them like really good booking agents that chris and i have vetted and trust really well and nice, uh, nice. done pretty well with that so you can imagine, expect a lot of them to be touring really soon oh good great okay. as soon as things open up yeah um some of our bands, uh, like uh, our one band, Dead Days, they're kind of in a rough spot right now just because they're in front of Canada. And Canada's oh, right. a lot more strict than yep. the U.S. is. So it's kind of – and for them to come down here, uh, it's it's really hard for Canadian bands actually to travel internationally just even without COVID. Uh, it's just they have really strict laws for traveling with right. other business pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but – I actually know this pretty well because uh, Scent Lake Wolves actually toured with uh, the Dead Days, uh, Adam Adam's other band, the Northern. You actually came to see oh, us. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Northern. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, the I Northern. forgot that he was in. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that it was is a fun time. It's real. Oh yeah, that was a lot. Of, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Sushi restaurant, crazy. Yeah, that was so. Yeah, Chris, we ended up when I saw them. I couldn't believe it because it was in Salem. It was in Salem, Mass, and. I had never heard of the place before, but it actually worked out really great. It was the Northern, it was a Scent Like Wolves and Varsity. Yeah. And it was such a good show. And Chris, I believe you guys just played with Varsity, didn't you? Uh, I had, I hosted you that hosted tour. It. Okay. Yeah, I was a promoter. Yeah, we played too, but yeah. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, you guys are doing, I mean, promoting through setting things up. It seems like you have a lot of all the aspects of just, being a manager, being a label, everything all together, is that kind of how you package yourselves to people as well? Is that you're kind of an all area stop where you can cover every single aspect of a, of what a band needs? Yeah. I mean, more or less, you know, um, we, you know, Cody has a few different experiences that I don't have. And, and likewise for me, and, you know, when we talk to bands, that's, and that's even kind of in our contracts, like, you know, we, we will help you with every facet of the industry that we can. Uh, until, and which is also something I kind of do on management. And it's like, you know, we wear any hat we need to, to make mm-hmm. the band successful until we can find someone else who's better at doing that to come in onto the team. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, from the label standpoint, if a band already has their own agent or their own manager, then, you know, that's somebody we'll work with. But if they don't, then we're going to do what we need to do to, uh, to get the band where we want them to be. Nice. Now, Cody, you hit on this a little bit. Now, I know I'm bouncing around here, but I just got so many random Good. random things that I want to go over <laughs> with you guys. But you had kind of mentioned about just finding cool bands. <laughs> no, you know, something hits you and you know this is a band that you like. Now, right now, I wouldn't say all the bands are of the same style of music, uh, but I would say they're mostly all in the scene of what we would call the scene of, of different core, rock, metal, all that kind of stuff. If you did find a band that was not in that style of music, would it be something that you'd be interested in signing? Are you looking for similar packages that you could go out on tour with? Um, I, I love like, pretty much all genres of music. Um, I actually really listen. I like hip hop a lot. 
too. Sure. I, I listen to that probably more than metal. Um, okay. And like, uh, just like indie music as well. Um, but for me to sign a hip hop artist or like a indie band or like a pop artist or something, I don't, I don't know if I would just because I don't know if I'd be able to give them the kind of resources. Um, it's not into that, that scene too much, that sure. niche of the music industry where I don't really know too much about how like, like, press outlets for for hip-hop rap and hip-hop you know right, right. Sure. <laughs> um and just i don't know from my experience with like with booking shows and working at a bunch of different venues um there's just certain genres i don't really enjoy working with too much on the business side sure. um yeah and i, I just really have uh, a niche and love for working with uh like the scene yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. kind of bands like like uh, metalcore uh post-hardcore uh, so that's really what Theoria specializes in. Right. But right. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just uh, don't. I don't. I'd have to really study up more about different genres and the inner workings behind them. Right. Chris, is that is that the same for you? Yeah. Yeah. Same. I mean, I feel like the strength of of what Cody and I have to offer is is our combined experiences and those failures that we've learned from that he mentioned. Uh, so, you know, like if there was an artist that we really loved um, that was somewhere outside of the scene. Uh, you know, I would, I wouldn't, if I didn't feel confident in being able to help them, then I wouldn't want to mm-hmm. take them on. Yeah, no, that, that makes complete sense. I mean, I think it's similar to when I do podcasts, I have to like the music that someone is making for them to be on the show. Otherwise I'll feel fake and I won't want to yep. do it, but I have had technical hip hop rappers on the show because they integrated themselves into the scene. So like a Whitney Payton, okay, cool. you know, Whitney Payton, Hyro yep. the Hero, having them on the shows made sense because I can talk to them about from first to last and I can talk to them about <laughs> how they integrate things into their music. So that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, I I think that's the interesting part is because I think the easy answer that people probably could have said in your shoes would have been, well, of course, we'll take anyone, you know, who's, you know, who has a chance of being popular or something like that. But to know that you guys truly have... Uh, a niche, an area based on your experience that you want to help people with makes a lot of sense for the position that you're in. Well, it goes back to transparency too, yep. you know, mm-hmm. like I'm not trying to tell somebody that I can help them if I'm still trying to figure it out, you know? Exactly. So No, very true. Now, would you guys say, and this is this is a uh, a very upfront question that I probably could have asked at the beginning, but I think with people knowing you guys a little bit better, I think it it sits better here for yourselves when you look at you know everything going on you see so many bands doing diy is it the experience that you guys feel you guys offer the most or is there something else that you guys think also sets you apart that you know you can do something better than bands that are doing it themselves um i i I think so. Um, <laughs> just, uh, just, <laughs> just to be blunt with it, um, I mean, we have, we have we have the orchard for distribution, so that yeah, really right. helps. Like, it's definitely ahead of the game compared to a DIY artists using like DistroKid or TuneCore. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Then we have we we have an in-house PR team, so we've been doing really well with getting bands press, uh, which you really just have to have the connections and yeah, the network right. to do all that stuff with. Um, Chris has. A, crazy knowledge of digital marketing uh and different techniques for that just from his other outlets that he works in um that i like you just have, would have to have that knowledge to <laughs> to yep. be able to go into it and it just from just doing it for so long in different outlets and just 
uh, working with other labels and stuff. I just feel like we kind of have good heads on our shoulders for all this stuff and for sure. we'd definitely be able to offer a lot more than a independent artist would be able to do on their own. Yeah. I think that's what people need to hear, honestly. I mean, I'm sure there are definitely, I've seen plenty of bands do it themselves very, very well. There are plenty of examples of that. But I, I like what you said because I think you really do need to show people this is what sets us apart. This is what we can do for you. So if you think you can do a DIY, go ahead and try. But if it's not working for you, here's all the things we offer. I think that's very important. So Chris, is there anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty spot on. Um, you know, it's I, I think there's a, an aspect of, of pride, you know, for every artist to, to be like, well, you know, who are you kind of thing. Um, and, you know, Cody and I have, have a lot of experience. And, but I also think outside of just the experience and, and uh, know-how, you know, it's just us as people, too, is, is something different. Like I mentioned earlier, that we're not, we're not some dudes in suits and, like, you don't have to talk to our assistants and have us right. call you back or any of that kind of stuff. Like, we have Facebook group messages with every band on the label. Nice. And, you know, my phone's going off all the time. And I'm just like, okay, what is this? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. like... That's, uh, you know, well, I'll mute it every once in a while if I need to, but you know, sure. it's like, you know, we're accessible. We're, we're here. We're part of the team. Yeah. That's, that's very cool for the layman too. And I should have, I should have hit on this a while back when you mentioned it, but you mentioned orchard, you mentioned we are triumphant and you mentioned being an imprint of we are triumphant for the layman out there that doesn't understand oh, that yeah. kind of network. Would either of you mind going into what being an imprint really means? And what the dis ah sorry what the distribution really means for a band who needs it. Chris, you want to tackle this one? I'll sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's I'm trying to think of the easiest way to explain it for a layman. Uh, yeah. So basically, like like Cody mentioned, DistroKid or TuneCore, you know, any or like CD Baby are kind of the big three that most artists are familiar with. Um, you know, they they get your songs onto streaming platforms, Spotify, right. Apple, et cetera. Um, and anybody can sign up for those. Mm -hmm. But the Orchard is one of other several companies that are, that have like our distribution companies in the same sense, but they have a direct relationship with those streaming services. Uh, so, so you don't, you don't kind of have, like if you have an issue, you have someone you can talk to that can talk to someone directly at Spotify. Right. You're not, contacting Spotify support and getting on some chat line for 45 minutes or whatever. Um, so for us, our label, you know, we distribute through, we are triumphant because as a new label, we don't have the power or the sales history to have a direct relationship with orchard ourselves. Ah, sure. So basically we use, we are triumphant, you know, we partnered with, we are triumphant to have that relationship. Um, and it really worked out for us because Cody was already an A&R at we are triumphant. Right. Um, right. yep. So, I mean, it's, in some ways it's the same as TuneCore and DistroKid and, and what it does, you know, technically it puts music out, but, uh, but the benefits in terms of having direct relationships to streaming platforms, uh, far exceeds, you know, what the, the other versions are. I don't know if that was an easy explanation. No, it was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's funny because I know a lot of the background stuff that I don't get to talk to about like a lot we don't we don't get to go through this kind of stuff on the show so yeah. to break it down like that i think for people is good to hear some of that background stuff and really how difficult it can be if you're trying to do these things yourself yeah yeah 
Anything yeah. to add, Cody? No. Um, an imprint essentially is we just uh, work out of basically just as a part of your triumphant, you know, like we're a separate company entirely, but we just, like Chris said, go through them through distri- uh, distribution. Yeah. Um, but a similar thing with the uh, victory records had a bunch of imprint. Oh yeah. Triumphant actually used to be an imprint of victory records. Yep, that's right. Where they split. Yep. So it's just kind of how that all goes down. Right. Um, pale cord is an imprint of rise. That's right. Yes. So, yep. So like yep. just kind of, that makes sense. No. Answer what an imprint is. Okay. <laughs> totally, totally makes sense. No, no, I, I want people yeah. to understand that. So I, I'm glad. Yeah. We'll do it. So another thing I noticed, obviously, now we had talked very briefly. Both of you are playing in the band, The Difference Between, and then you have your own bands as well. And Cody, you also told me you're playing for, uh, if not for me as well, right. which I did not know. So that's that's pretty funny. But I noticed that neither of you have your own, let's call them your first bands on the label is that something that you guys plan on doing or is it something where you want to keep them separate just based on the business itself um well we actually like i released uh the uh, scent like wolves mystic aura's instrumental album through theoria you did the, oh um, okay so that's my apologies yeah. i know you did mystic no, aura it's a, through... we're not signed though okay so gotcha. but um Maybe down the line, I mean, it's not like Wolves is writing. We'll see where we've been chopping some music around. We'll see what happens with stuff. If we have any bites or anything. I don't really like the idea of putting my own band out through the label. Like the difference between is a kind of a unique example just because it was a brand new product, sure. a brand new uh, project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Chris and I just kind of wanted to really, might as well just put it on the label. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, we, we try different stuff with, with our band, you know, right. we wouldn't want yeah. to maybe try on other bands. So it's kind of like, and it's a brand new band too. It's not like we're gonna, like it's not like Wolves and Soft Spoken are fairly established. Oh so. yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe down the line though, we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll yeah. See where it goes. But I, I really don't like the idea of putting my own band's music on our label. I think there's just kind of like a muddy in the waters a bit. Conflict of interest, almost kind of thing. I don't want it. Yes and no. I mean, I wouldn't treat it that way, but I, I would never want it to appear that way. Right. Like if one of my, like one of our bands got something really crazy that just was going to happen regardless if it was mm-hmm. on our label or whatnot, you know? Um, sure. But so I wouldn't want any of that to show, that we could, right. but right. that would be my biggest concern. Chris, same for you. Yeah. Same for me. And, and for me, it's, it's also like a business. Uh, there's a business side to it for sure. Like soft spoken is its own LLC. The label is its right. own LLC. Right. Soft spoken, you know, we've, we've been DIY pretty much since the beginning. Exactly. Um, and we have, we kind of have our own debts and things that we're paying. And it's like, until, until I'm in a spot where it makes sense to do that, we're going to keep doing it on our own. Um, right. Right. Yeah. And, and same, like Cody said, I, I don't want a conflict there. So it, and the business technically soft spoken business is equally owned by each of the members. So it's, I can't decide that myself. Sure. No, no, that makes sense. And the reason why I bring it up is because I think that people might look from the outside and say, look, they're doing this label, but neither of their bands are on the label. So what's going on here? But if they think about it and they understand the business reasons why you wouldn't want to do that, then mm-hmm. I think it makes more sense for people to be like, oh, okay. It's not that they don't trust the label or they, you know, they think that they can do it themselves and the label wouldn't be able to help them is for completely different reasons of why they wouldn't want it it to look like a conflict of interest or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that totally makes sense. So 
let's we I I looked at the time. We're almost at an hour already. So we we covered a shit ton of stuff. But <laughs> I, I would like to know if you guys could. I, I know you've slightly done it, but if you wouldn't mind giving updates uh, about what your bands are doing right now, because I know people are excited to hear about that as well. So, Chris, you want to start besides uh, Rockville? What else is along the lines for? Because, you know, you guys put out your e- your EP, I think. Was that 2020 when you put the EP out? Uh, no, it was May of this year. It was May of this year. Holy shit, time mm-hmm. is so fucked. Because I know I did I know I know did a review for that. I did a written review for that as well. Um, and we yeah. had talked about it. So I, mm-hmm. I love that. And I know a lot of people did as well. What is your next step now? Um, so we've been working on a lot of things. Uh, we... Uh... We have a couple more like acoustic renditions of a couple of the songs off the EP um, that we've been working on. And then we actually just wrapped up three new tracks uh, like a month ago that we're just kind of waiting on those. Sure. And then um, we have a couple covers we're working on, a lot of stuff in the works, basically. Um, And then, you know, obviously Rockville kind of came out. We had kind of a release plan and we're planning on getting one of the covers out. uh, But the Rockville opportunity kind of took over everything else sure. so we've kind of pushed a lot of stuff back until next year gotcha. um, okay. and then yeah we have a few tours in the works for uh, january and, and march of next year very nice what about yourself cody um well set like wolves in february of, of this year we put out a uh, mystic auras um it's yes. really proud of how how that went uh did, did pretty well it seems like it was received pretty well um, yeah and then yeah. in uh in july we put out the instrumentals to that just to kind of keep some some momentum going um we lost uh a member so we've been kind of trying to rebuild a bit Ah, um so we can play live again Uh, we're getting there uh we have some stuff booked in february and we'll definitely be touring uh later next year and we're actually uh in the middle of writing a new lp as well so very cool that's expect yeah i'm pretty pretty stoked on all of it but yeah, it's rough. I think uh, <laughs> Scent Lake Wolf's biggest problem has just been keeping members. The, the older you get, I'm, I'm, we're all approaching 30 now. The harder right. it is to stay in a metalcore band, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to have to we're set trying. up. Like, yeah, you have to set up age limits for Theoria. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, that's funny. Now, are you guys thinking about touring, you know, with everything you have going on? Are you guys going to tour with the difference between it all? We've, we've talked about it. Um, we have an LP, you know, that we're working on, uh, okay. Okay. that, that will be coming out next spring. Uh, and I had kind of mentioned to Cody, I was like, dude, let's just knock out all the birds we can and just do like a soft spoken, <laughs> yeah. like wolves difference between tour. There you go. We can, I just use the same gear and the same band. Um, so that's kind of what I would like to do, you know, <laughs> yeah, <possibly. sure. laughs> but, uh, you know, I we'll also see. agree with that, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we are all of, uh, we have many members. So we have to get them to, uh, be happy with the two i often make a joke i'm a it's like i have five other uh, i'm a mormon husband with five other wives you know very high maintenance and yeah. hard to please yes uh, different personalities so i gotta see if they want to do all that as well but i would love to do a, a scent like wolves soft spoken uh difference between for sure just yeah. get it all out <laughs> yeah that would be that would be a really really fun tour. I couldn't see anything. Yeah, I think so. Anything yeah. bad about that? That's <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. So I guess, well around it. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I think you cover so many different parts of post hardcore and hardcore and everything. I I don't know. I would love it. That's just my own personal opinion. Uh, but I think I think when we start to end things, I got to ask the the really hard questions. Obviously, so on the roster, then who's your favorite band? 
<laughs> you know I'm fucking with you. I'm not. <laughs> I was just like, all right, man, you're gonna do this to me. I was, like, they I probably got, won't watch this, but I was gonna I got say so. Analytical mode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I would never. I would never do that to you guys. I, I appreciate how open you've been. I do not want to ruin anything by <laughs> by starting anything between bands. Transparency. Yes, I and I appreciate that. <laughs> That's why I knew you would answer me, but I did not know answer. That that is fine. So, I think the best way to leave this is really to I think we got a ton of answers out about theory itself. So then I think let's we should end it like an interview, uh, like a like a job interview type thing. For each of you, and you might be on the same page on this, but you might not be. That's why I'm going to say for each of you. Where do you see this label in five years? Cody, you want to go first? Uh, hopefully at a point where I don't have to work my full-time job to uh, like my day job that I hate to uh, sure keep it going, um, which even if I'm making less money, I mean, I'm, it's not, we'll see. But um, <laughs> Cody, you need <laughs> a new a refrigerator. Lot, a lot for that. You need <laughs> Well, it's my landlord's problem, but <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, I'm happy that didn't act up again. But um I guess just self sustaining where like we're not just fun like hemorrhaging money out of our own pockets to keep it going and just uh like I'm already really stoked on our roster, so I just want to yeah. keep growing music that just makes me really happy and makes like I, I love doing this so much. I come home from like a nine hour day at work where I'm late and only spend like four hours after four or five hours afterwards just like working releases and stuff and right uh just i just love doing it so i i, I could do it i can't imagine what i'd be able to do if i could do this full time you know that'd be awesome so that's kind of where i would like to get to the point with it um I, chris and i i would love to actually move down to kentucky so chris and i are together it's kind of sucks that we're oh wow okay all the time so like or at least get like close to that um i don't know who knows what'll happen with all that, but it would be nice if we were both together in like an office space kind of setting or something like that. Uh, it'd be nice to get some like like a print shop going for the label. Oh, sure. Just a lot yeah. of a lot of in-house stuff. Um, but yeah, these are all tall aspirations for a five-year plan with a record label in 2021. But <laughs> I believe in it and I believe in my bands. So nice. Uh, nice. I think we can pull some really cool stuff off. Chris and I are really driven. Very cool. Chris, what about yourself? Yeah, uh, all the same things. Um, definitely, you know, financial uh sustainability would be great uh which you know we're we're killing it now anyway we you know we're doing doing everything we can on the side to uh to bring in the funds that we need to to keep pushing the bands good um okay. and and i think you know being able to to build the bands up to where you know the bands um the bands have their own name you know like their own uh notoriety in a good way uh sure. and and the label is you know a part of that you know like not because of the label but by way of the label, you know, having that reputation, um, is a goal of mine. And, uh, you know, just having that, like touching on, you know, the, the kind of the theory behind the label, just, just having that reputation as, you know, like these dudes love music, they're musicians. Uh, they're all about just helping, helping bands that have good music do good things. Right. Yeah. Is, and like maintaining that reputation for the next five to 10 to 15 years or however long. Right. Yeah. Very well put again. So, I think we're going to do the plug section in a second, but was there anything that I missed? Was there anything that you guys wanted to get out there? Anything that you, that I might've missed that you wanted to hit on? Uh, not for me personally. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, it's cool conversations. I, you, you asked some really cool questions. So I, I think, I think a lot of information got out about Theoria. So thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Good? I right. feel, I feel good. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, we will have links in the description of the episode so that people can go to Theoria. They can see all the roster of the bands, you know, see their social medias, get their merch, all that kind of stuff. See the latest releases as well. So I'll have all of that stuff there for, you know, for everybody. But until then, what is the best way to support? And you guys talk about your bands too and talk about Theoria. But what is, and we'll start with you, Chris, what's the best way to support you guys? Uh, yeah, so the label, um, you know, just find the bands that you like and stream them. You know, we, we have a few of the bands we have merch uh, on our label store. Some of the bands have their own merch. Uh, merch obviously helps more than streaming. So, mm-hmm. you know, do that if you're, if you're a merch person. Sure. Uh, and, and just in, engage, you know, that's one thing we push to the bands, but also having fans that comment and create that conversation really helps. Right. For sure. Cody, what about yourself? Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, email list. You have email sure. lists. Um, and yeah, just stream, stream, stream. Uh, find a band. Uh, take a chance on something you haven't heard before. We have like a lot of, I think, some of the best up and coming bands in the core scene right now. And yeah. uh, we have a lot more that haven't been announced. And I can't wait to start their path. Yeah. I've personally, I've been very impressed. With the roster, I love being able to check out new bands. And I know some of them, obviously, from the past. But then there's also plenty of new people as well. And whenever you have, like, for instance, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, like I said, even though this is going to come out later on in in November or in December, but I believe it's uh, Colony Collapse have a new single coming out. And I heard the very beginning of it, and it sounds great. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. So I I appreciate when there's... Yeah, I appreciate when there are new bands for me to check out. Like, I, I fucking love it. It's why I do what I do. So to be able to talk to two people that I believe are genuine... Uh, that I have past relationships with. I know you guys aren't full of shit. You know, it's it's nice to talk <laughs> to you. Yeah, I know it seems like a simple thing, but a- as you know, we all have our multitudes of experiences, not only with people in real life, but also in the music industry that are just completely full of it. And <laughs> it's, there's way too many of them. So to be able to talk to genuine people and people that I would trust with a band is very cool to be able to do that. So I'm very happy to be able to have caught up with you guys after, you know, after it's been a while, you know, it's been a while since I've been able to catch up with you guys. So <laughs> I'm very happy to be able to do so. Please stay on the line. You know, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more once we turn the recorders off. But I want to thank you both. And I wish you guys all the best with the Aurea and your separate bands as well. So once again, guys, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you, man. Had a great time. It's been a pleasure.